डोंट थिंक कंज्यूमर्स डिफरेंशिएट बिटवीन 85 95 एंड 90 पीपल ओनली डिफरेंशिएट बिटवीन 0 एंड 100 एट द टॉप देयर इज ओनली रूम फॉर वन राइट आई बिलीव इन इंडिया 80% ऑफ सेलिब्रिटी यूजेज इन एडवर्टाइजिंग दैट आई सी इज नॉट थॉट क्रिएटिंग इज इजी व्हाट टू क्रिएट इज अ मिलियन डॉलर क्वेश्चन हाय You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. This is the third episode of the Marketing with Vani podcast featuring Shiv Shivakumar who heads corporate strategy and business development for the Aditya Birla conglomerate. Shiv is an IIT IIM alumnus who spent close to two decades with Unilever, headed Nokia and then PepsiCo India. Shiv is also the author of multiple best-selling books on management and has held chairmanship roles in industry bodies like AIMA, MMA and ASCI. In this episode, Shiv and Vani discuss why in today's context of digital FMCG companies or fast-moving consumer goods companies are in fact slow. Some great pointers on how traditional large companies must reinvent to keep pace with the digital newbies. Now, FMCG companies are typically not considered they're not the first ones that come to one's mind when one thinks of digitization why is that so every fmcg companies have all of the money they have trust they have legacy and yet they're not the first you think about when one thinks about digitization why is that so? yeah i think that's a very very good question one and i've i've been telling the fmcg boys for a long time i actually don't call them fmcg i call them smcg slow moving consumer goods and i said this to them at a fiki seminar which they organized and they invited me in 2019 why is that so because If you look at the crux of an FMCG business in India it revolves around three things number 1 a strong brand number 2 good distribution number 3 negative working capital that all it depends on okay now if you look at digitization why haven't FMCG companies embraced this because they think the brand is too strong it doesn't need to partner with anybody i own my brand why should i share or partner with anybody number 1 number 2 they, they want to protect distribution and i submit to you that they are protecting assets which cannot be protected in a digital world a digital world will sweep their brands under the table it will sweep their distribution under the table if they don't wake up okay that's the first thing second one all the fmcg leaders anybody who's been in fmcg for 20 years has grown up in a physical world using email does not make you digital okay having a social media handle does not make you digital Jare. understanding consumers Jare. conversing with consumers and having 24 by 7 mindset in terms of dealing with consumers is what is needed yeah. the fmcg system say i will relaunch in 9 months time i'll put it and then i'll put up my legs those days don't work anymore the old fmcg system had defined competition the new digital system has undefined competition so and hence well, there needs to be complete reskilling at the top in fmcg till that happens things will not change so shri you just touched upon distribution also and the fact is that eventually as the world gets more and more cluttered fmcg or not the fact is whatever product is available whatever product the consumer has access to is what will sell in the context of distribution how can fmcg's leverage digitization very, very good question one and therein i think fmcg companies have done some work but they have done the work to protect their strength which is what i told you they have not done the work to say let's make it an open system okay completely open etc if you look at the pyramid of the indian consumer market one and we have discussed this enough times when we work together at the bottom end is the unorganized unbranded but above the unorganized unbranded is what i call unorganized but branded 
and I'll explain that. And above that is the complete branded segment, which is worth the price. Okay, I'll pay money for it. Okay, value for money and then premium brands. Okay, let's work the branded section. The unorganized, unbranded, everybody understands, which is general store, commodity, etc. What is an unorganized or branded? An unorganized but branded is in the food business. For example, a Rakhangi in Bombay or a Manish in Bombay. These are all unorganized, but they have their own stuff. If you go around the city of Bombay today, the most innovative product in any general store is the Kakra. There are at least 60 to 75 variants of the Kakra. They have a mobile Kakra, which is a flat square thing, which you carry, a woman can carry in a purse. That's the kind of innovation that people have driven. So the food industry is like that. The sari industry is like that. It's unorganized but branded. You will go to the sari guy next door. Almost all of tailoring and apparel is that. So many times companies think that the total market is unorganized and unbranded. That's not true at all. Especially food companies, apparel companies, all other types of companies need to recognize that there is an unorganized but retail branded market out there or person branded market that's out there. And you need to really think about that, whether it's education, tutorials, in every single case, it's there. Okay. So what traditional FMCG companies have done or integrators have done, they've tried to integrate the retailers who are not integrated. They're trying to create platforms for them. But as a brand, you need to ask yourself, how do I really partner with the unorganized but branded guys also yeah. so that I have some say? For example, all the people who are promising 10-minute delivery, okay, I won't name brands because that's not the right thing to do. What are they doing? They're assembling a platform for the retailer and the pharmacist, etc. in that locality, right? So somebody is actually aggregating them already. So you're saying find a way of collaborating such that you're able to dip into the deep equity that a lot of these local players have. We look at them as local and unorganized. Actually, these are guys, for example, in this Axford ship, we used to see this. I mean, every guy is a team in his 30 square kilometers. But that guy is such a well-entrenched king in that 30 square kilometers to break into that dominant leadership. It's very, very tough even for the likes of a Kurkuri and Lays. If there were brands that could actually find a way of collaborating with these local kings, then... Yeah, it requires partnership. Yeah, if, yeah, if 60% of Amazon business comes from people who are not Amazon, that's fantastic, yeah. right? That's fine. So continue. Nothing wrong in it. Think about collaboration. That's right. the fee of the VUCA, as I told you. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Fantastic. So let me ask you, so what advice would you have for FMCG companies? Okay, so I would say, see, if you look at online as a percentage of retail sales, in USA, it's already 22.1%. In UK, it is 29%. In China, it's 25%. In India, it's 11% in the metros. Okay, take a company like Uniqlo. Okay, Uniqlo is a fabulous brand, one of the best brands in the apparel business. They say, we design apparel to be simple, comfortable, and casual. And a very important thing, which is what I said about the FMCG companies, and I'll circle it back now. Uniqlo CEO says, we are a technology company. We are not a fashion company. Think about that. Now, which FMCG company CEO has ever said we are a technology company in the last 10 years? Nobody. Not one. Till you say, everything I do is technology-led. Okay. And... This is actually what goes back to what Theodore Levitt said in the 1960s, right? How do you define your business? If the railroads define their business as the railroad, that's why they died. If a FMCG business decides that is defining its business as this or that or this, or a clothing company says, I'm in the apparel business, you're bound to die. Okay, so I think 
the way a CEO thinks about it is absolutely important. And the final comment I would make to FMCG companies and brands is that brands have talked down to consumers in a digital world. It was fine in a physical world. Today, 83% of consumers trust the voice of a friend or a family or a referral to buy a brand. They don't trust the brand. Correct. They trust their friend. It's so now ask yourself, how does the brand become part of the glue of a family or society or whatever it is so that you get as many referrals or as many good word of mouth? That's the shift that you need to have. That's what I would say. Two great examples, Nike, 50% of Nike sales today is digital. 50%. They're a $48 billion company. 50% is digital globally. Wow. Okay. And they've been on the journey running for eight to 10 years. They're best in class. You should see their site, etc. For example, in New, in New York, they have a store. You can click. They also have a small experience center where they have a football field, a hockey field, etc. Where you can try the shoes on and the coach will help you decide in terms of speed, this, that, what kind of shoe will be good for you. The other company which is very good with low investment in advertising is Zappos. Zappos has a 365 days money back guarantee. And both ways, they ship to you free. And if you ship it back to them, it's to their charge. I talked about taking out the pain in the policy. That's one of the reasons Zappos succeeds brilliant. So everybody talks about Zappos and builds the brand Zappos. Zappos does not need to advertise. Okay. In fact, that's one case study brand. It's hardly about the shoes. The narrative on that brand and, uh, about everything. The last point I would make, Wani, a very important point, going back to the point you started earlier about distribution. FMCG companies have thought of real estate as shelf space on a in a retailer shop. Today, FMCG companies need to think about the phone and the screen as the real estate. Which apps are there on the phone? Are you in those apps? Are you part of that? Yeah. That is the real estate that you truly need to own if you want to be successful today. The oldness of owning shelf space, blocking people, doing posters, those days are fine in a few outlets, but not in all outlets. This episode was brought to you by Cherry Peach Plum. Vani and her team of marketeers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Vani, the same name as this podcast. 